Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new edition of, yes, Virtue and Vice, right here on TheBigVetoBrand.com, and also over on WrestlingWithWrestling.com, ran by Andre Corbeil. Finally, Robbie, you are back. What's going on, Mr. Vice? Um, you know, I definitely took a little bit of a break from doing a lot of the wrestling just in general, man. I, it's It's been tough to watch. But, you know, I, I, I feel refreshed. I've enjoyed the shows that I've seen. There's still definitely a lot of dumb shit that just boggles my mind when I see it. But at the same time, man, I feel I feel revitalized. I feel like a reborn Robbie Vice at this point. Um, you know, I, I did watch all three hours of Raw, and that was thanks to the, the carrot on a stick of Triple H being there at the end. Um but wrestling, wrestling the last two weeks has, has been good. So I'm excited to be back. I'm refreshed and I'm ready to go. Well, the first thing I want to cover is Triple H and kind of an impromptu thing came back on yeah. Raw because Drew McIntyre is out with asymptomatic COVID, which, you know, strange because Vince, there is no sick, but he's the champion. We talked about it over on the review over on ODQ. They're using this as an opportunity, like a, the more, you know, by NBC type thing. <laughs> So um, the reason I want to talk about Triple H is because he mixed it up with Randy Orton. Um, Didn't really wrestle a match, but it turned into a sledgehammer catching on fire, him disappearing, and then Alexa Bliss coming back on what we believe is on behalf of The Fiend. And I really want to talk about, because Triple H is your boy. So I want your thoughts there, and then I want to really piggyback this into a, a Fiend discussion. Um, we got some interesting comparisons to go over here with Bray Wyatt. So have at it. How, where do you want to start? So I, I just want to say the way that they used Triple H this past Monday on Raw is exactly how you handle putting legends on TV. You put them in a situation where they it's important that they're there. It's not just 20 people waving on stage or sitting doing something. Chair. Yeah, or sitting in a chair, man. Like have if, if they have a reason to be there, it feels a lot more impactful. So the fact that it wasn't a Legends night, it wasn't scheduled. Obviously, it was it was because Drew McIntyre has COVID nineteen and he was unable to be there. But they they made it a big deal. Triple H came out. Him and Randy have a history. I was really excited, and I literally I sat through all three hours of Monday Night Raw to to see how that turned out. And boy, did it it, it to me it delivered. Triple H sold everything well. It looked great. It made sense in the story, and they continued another story. So I thought everything was perfect. The crescendo of it, too, I know the big crescendo was the fireball, right? But Triple H, the, the symbolism of Triple H's hammer catching on fire, I just, it's just the little things like that that they good. do with the Fiend character that just really stand out to me. And I just, I enjoyed that entire segment. Some people thought it was hokey and stupid, and I'm sure people that are listening to this are going to be surprised that I was as into it as I was. I like the fireball angle. I don't mind things being unbelievable in wrestling because we've had years of Kane and the undertaker and, and, and even sting to a degree, right? We've had Dude, these we supernatural had characters taker versus taker. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yes, takers impact at survivor series, 1990, just the way he looked. And then they brought him in with Paul bear after like a couple months later, maybe even just a couple weeks later after that. Yeah. And, you know, even early Undertaker, I, I get, you know, it's legendary now, but at the time he was still building up. Oh, and for so sure. Bray Wyatt, a lot of people crap on him and his character development with the fiend and that it's supernatural. It's a bunch of hokey pokey, you know, like Matt Hardy stuff. 
But yet Undertaker got to have Paul Bearer with lightning coming out of the urn and and all of that stuff. Now, yes, <laughs> looking back at it now, oh, well, it's the Undertaker. But at that time, was the Undertaker all-time right. legendary yet? Not not yet. So is Bray Wyatt the next Undertaker type character? Kane kind of had a very good run, maybe as one of the top ones below the Undertaker. Um, and Papa Shango never worked out. Boogeyman was very short-lived. We've never, you know, Mordecai, we've never really <laughs> had, you know, mankind is that mankind thing was only, it, it turned into the three faces of Foley rather quickly. We never really had that next generation and, you know, evil type and whether he's a baby face or not. And I think Bray Wyatt is creative. Some people don't think that belongs in wrestling because it's a sport like a Jim Cornette thing, like, you know, let's just have actual wrestlers who can wrestle. But Bray Wyatt, I mean, I'd love to see him branch off to this when he leaves wrestling and go to Hollywood. And even if it's straight to DVD or Netflix horror movies, this guy has a presence, a creepy presence about him that I think could sell to people beyond a wrestling bubble. And and I've liked him. I debated him, right? against Mr. Tito over on the Great No DQ debate. Some people say that's the only segment I won. But um, to be honest with you, is is Bray Wyatt the next Undertaker or do the people that think that he's just a hack who always gets injured? Not nice. really anything legendary. He's just a, a filler for modern day, you know, TV. So I absolutely think he is the next Undertaker when it comes to that. Now, this is all you know, contingent on how he's I'm looking booked. up his age, by the way. So keep sure, yeah. So this is all contingent on how he's booked. Undertaker was very protected in his booking. Um, but before I really get into the why I see those comparisons, I, I do agree with the horror movie thing. I would love to see a director producer like Rob Zombie get a hold of, you know, Bray Wyatt for a movie. I think that would be incredible. Dude, and, but, and I, I, I love Zombie and I know yeah. he's polarizing too, where he's got a pretty big, you know, cult fan base. But a lot of traditionalists don't like his gore, the excess yeah. gore. But what those traditionalists fail to realize, if they're true horror fans, and they go back into the 70s. I was just going to say that those Grindhouse movies. Yep. That's kind of how it was. So that's why he does that. Yes, it, it became more campy in the 80s or more cinematic, I mean, in the 80s in terms of special effects. And, and, and well, more that's also secretive, like Freddy, you saw. To. Dude, Nightmare on Elm Street 1, Freddy was only on screen like seven minutes the whole movie. But his shadow and his voice and all that stuff. So I get those people maybe not liking Zombies Vision. But yes, there are. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be zombie. But anybody in horror today. Like, um, who's that guy that is the... Um, uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of people. Who's the the guy that does... Uh, keep talking. I, I'm going to look these names up. Sure. Um but when it comes to to an Undertaker type character, Ellie Roth, Eli Roth. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. No, I can see that. So what what made Undertaker great? It wasn't just Undertaker by himself. He had a manager. He had Paul Bearer who spoke for him. He had Paul Bearer who would show up after the Undertaker was dead or buried alive or you know taken away by the Druids, which is still, in my opinion, one of the most iconic Undertaker things. Is after a defeat, the Druids take his lifeless body and carry him to wherever. But The Fiend has that with Alexa Bliss right now. Her character is basically that of a manager. But the great thing about that is she can also work. She's a smaller girl. So that's why I think this works out perfect for her. Because now when people say, how's Alexa Bliss going to beat someone like Charlotte Flair because of the size disparity? Well, now she's a little bit supernatural. Now there's something otherworldly about her. 
the fireball angle is an old uh you know crockett promotion thing jim Cornette loved the fireballs back in the day that was one of his that was his bread and butter um and we've seen it fail with like what was it hogan and warrior i think oh god WC, was that wcw yes. when uh yeah halloween havoc <laughs> yeah that i mean it, by the way jordan it, peel was the other horror movie oh yeah jordan like, he's been, i mean i'm just saying god man it'd be so fun to watch just a few movies it'd, but. Be, a, it'd be it'd be better than kane's uh may 17th movie what was that no uh I don't remember. See no evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But (laughs) it wasn't. No, it it wasn't awful. But I'm saying I think the Bray Wyatt Rob Zombie film would be much better than that. Um, But when we look at this, she is able to come now because what was the big problem with the feed leading up to this is he was almost getting to the point where he was overexposed. What made the Undertaker special later in his career is he would be there for a while. Something would happen and he'd be gone for much longer than most wrestlers take time off for. But now we can still progress those storylines through his surrogate, which is Alexa Bliss. It not only makes her a stronger character, but it keeps us now. We, I want to see is Bray Wyatt going to have like a burned mask? Is it going to be slightly melted? Is he going to have like a half mask like Two-Face from Batman? I know they want to do the Joker Harley Quinn. Is he going to come back with like a half Bray Wyatt thing, half melted fiend face? Is he going to be even crazier? You know, I, I'm interested to see what happens from this and it was the same thing with the undertaker oh my god the undertaker got buried alive he was wearing a phantom of the opera mask what's up with that oh my god he crucified steve austin and now he's gone for a little bit what's going to happen when he comes back those are the things that keep people engaged and i think bray wyatt is a master of that and if they let him 33 years old and he's still the prime one undertaker debuted in 1990 he was 25 yeah so fat let's add eight years to that he was 1998 in the middle of the Attitude Era wrestling Austin at SummerSlam at That's 33. Right. Highway to hell. Think, okay, but think of everything he did after that. Uh-huh. Bray Wyatt's only 33 years old. Yeah, and um, and I really hope that they do the Alexa Bliss pairing for a long term. I think this needs to be a permanent personality of alexa bliss because if foley can do it with his other personalities if taker could have the biker taker i think it would be fantastic for alexa to maintain that she could just tap into this or she could beat up too bad we've never seen that really in a female i mean i know uh aew has the abaddon character but she's more mick foley i think than undertaker is and not as good but it is what it is right where do, you, where do you think this thing with Orton is going to end? Um, you know, the first time around is the bat, you know, the backyard or the backwoods Bray. It didn't end very well with how right. that went at that WrestleMania. Um, Orton's had had a hell of a 2020. You know, Fiend did get derailed by the Goldberg thing. Obviously, their plan mm-hmm. was to do that because to put Roman over Goldberg. So right. that all backfired on them. Where where does this end with Randy? Like, is Randy at a point in his career now where maybe he comes out of this and and Bray ultimately with because he does have Alexa Bliss there is over in this when it's all said and done. It, sh- it should be. If he is going to be this next Undertaker, he he needs to roll off of this and he, he doesn't yeah. have he doesn't have to have a title. Taker didn't always have a title. A lot of times right. Taker's big runs were without a title. It was the his, feud. 
his biggest run was without a title. I would argue that his biggest ever was the original Kane storyline with Undertaker no that didn't have a title. No title, right? It was it was it was storytelling. It was sports entertainment. The matches they weren't five star athletic sensation matches. They were good because they're it both was all great about workers. the finish. It was all about it, the yeah, leading into the match and then the finish. That's what mattered. The, the presence that both Kane had and, you know, even even back then, I knew it was Isaac Yankum. I mean, we looked it up on the my friends and I at school looked it up on the Internet. We wanted to know, but it didn't change. It didn't change the fact that when I was 13 years old, when Kane debuted, that I was terrified to go in my basement because he might be there. I knew wrestling was fake. I knew he was Isaac Yankum, but the story and the character was so profound that it it transcended that it suspended my disbelief Paul and i Bear really helped with that too oh, paul bear all-time legend absolutely no absolutely man and that's why i think it's so important for some guys like this to have managers and i just can't think of a better pairing because say what you will about alexa bliss some people don't like her because she's smaller they don't think she's the greatest worker i think she's definitely more than serviceable but she can cut a promo and that's what you need as a manager you need to be able to cut a promo i think she has a future in a managerial role that could last and she could be one of the first female versions of like a Paul Heyman after she retires. I, I definitely it's, think, I think she's that good. You and said Harley really, Quinn and Joker. It's got yeah. the beauty and the beast vibe as well. Sure. If, if they are depicted as baby faces. Um, and let's face it. I mean, you know, I'm a big advocate of this and people call me creepy. Sex still sells. I mean, oh, it, sure. it obviously does. And Alexa bliss is a cutie and yeah. Ray's ugly. He's the beast. He's the demon. She's got evil tendencies, but that Ohio native. There's so many possibilities coming from this. Um, and, and again, they don't have if people don't like the Bray Wyatt character because it's maybe too, you know, they got to suspend their disbelief too much. So, hey, don't put them in the title mix because our title should be wrestlers like Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. If that's those people think that great because Undertaker had some of his best work without title runs. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, maybe his best, the whole Shawn Michaels feud. You know, the, the last one, the two matches, no title run. It was all right. about the, the streak and the retirement stuff. No, I can't. I can't disagree with that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Him, him and HBK, him and that feud with Austin and him and that feud with Kane. I think those define the Undertaker's career. Now, we just need to get some good people that can put Bray Wyatt over. And, man, Randy Orton. Where do we go? After Orton, what's a good feud for Bray Wyatt? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, it has to be something that makes sense. It has to be someone who, and as, but who right Taylor now is even on that at some level? point, right? But because no, his, yeah. But that's obviously he's an NXT. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think of stuff like that for sure. I think I what I would like to see eventually is I would like to see Finn Balor return and his heel dark persona. And I event, I want to see the demon versus the fiend. I, I want to see it. I know they retired that character, but I bet you for WrestleMania, they could bring that out. And that's whatever it's, I, I really don't want demon versus fiend to become the new sting undertaker 15 years from now. When we say what could have been, because yeah. we have it right now, we could do it. Great point. So Everybody over on TheBigBeetleBrand.com and WrestlingWithWrestling.com, what do you think? I mean, you know, we'll we'll list our social medias if you don't already have them at the end where you can interact with us. Who do you think Bray Wyatt should feud against in the future, um, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? And does he have the capability of these next five to ten years, you know, as he approaches 40, to have enough stuff where we, at the end, uh, when it's all said and done, we can call him, well, maybe he's not an all-time great like The Undertaker, but he was his generation's Undertaker. I think that's all Robbie and I are arguing, that he's his generation's 
Undertaker in an era where no one superstar can be bigger than the WWE. He has that against him, unfortunately. Anything else you want to add? Great discussion. No, man. I, I mean, I think we covered everything. Uh, the Alexa Bliss fireball is great. I hope that's something that stays. I hope that's kind of like the great mood is missed or something. I would like to see that more often. But I do you have any predictions of what Bray's going to look like? Is he going to have I think I say he comes back with some scarred makeup like the black under the eyes like Kane did for a while and half the melted mask. And uh, I think he's just going to be I think yeah. he's going to go in and out of the Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt to the Fiend back. I think he's just going to be the even fiend have some just, it's, it's almost like he had this idea because he's got these hookups right with these makeup people and mask oh, yeah. people, which is to me, that means there's got to be some connections to Hollywood. Um, oh, he's probably worked on his whole new wardrobe for this, too. And so, yes, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think we're going to have something like that. But yet he'll still do the Mr. Rogers stuff like that, you know, like Eugene, you know. Yeah, right. Definitely. All right. Got plugs. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Robbie Vice. Um, I post things you probably don't want to read about. A lot of political things. I am very strongly opinionated. If you want to go over and tell me I'm an asshole, tell me I'm wrong. That's fantastic. I love to interact with people. Um, and that's it, man. That's really the only plug I got is my Twitter anymore. All right. And follow me on Twitter at no DQ underscore virtue. Everything else is there. You can ask me questions there. Um, just do that. But this has been Virtue and Vice right here on thebigvetobrand.com. Thank you, Big Vito. Thank you, Noel. And of course, over on WrestlingWithWrestling.com, good old Andre Corbeil. So for Robbie Vice, I'm Virtue. Thank you for watching or listening, depending on where you're at. And we'll see you again next time.